the college basketball edition of the Patriot League Conference Preview and Picks Edition on the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added pick up scorchers where you can win 100 times what you put in. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Uh, and use that code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, we're also brought to you by the MMA Gambling Podcast. Just launched their YouTube channel, their new YouTube channel, that is. Uh, to celebrate, they're giving away MMA uh, Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all details today. Yes, 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 woo-wee! Welcome to the College Basketball Experience Patriot League Preview Picks Edition. If you're wondering who you're listening to, I am Moneyline Mac, a.k.a. the former, former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin. And we're, we're getting right into it, but, you know, we, we're bringing on a special guest here today, and those that are deep divers of the college basketball season Know this guy uh, very well because we had him on a couple preview show last year, a couple pick show, and and if you follow his work also on our SGPN page as well, he's put out multiple articles, and I got a lot of respect for this guy because he's one of us in terms of he covers college basketball every single fucking night. He doesn't just come around for March Madness and, and jump on the bandwagon. No, he's he's breaking it down November sixth all the way through the first weekend in April. Um, and, and you guys see him on youtube.com slash the college experience. I want to introduce CBB Nick. Nick, welcome back to the college basketball experience. How have things gone? Or how are things on your end? Sorry, I can't talk right now. All good, man. Yeah, I'm excited. College basketball, you know, favorite time of the year. I'm, I'm sick of watching MLB and all these, uh, you know, shit sports going on. But uh, yeah, no, I'm excited. This is going to be a good season. We've got some, uh, you know, upcoming really good teams uh, this season. So a lot of big changes, obviously, year in and year out. So, you know, we're here to stay on top of it and get these picks down. Yes, we are. And, you know, and I knew I had to bring you on to talk a little Patriot League because, I mean, they, they got a little bit of everything in this league. You got you got a little bit of diversity, whether you, you like the academies with Army-Navy. Uh, Boston has been good in the past. Bucknell, they, uh, they they won an NCAA tournament. Lehigh beat Duke. I know you're a Dukey, so you remember these Lehigh guys uh, from upstate in Pennsylvania. But, I mean, there's a heavy favorite here, and it's all it's been this uh, Colgate machine that's been rolling. What what are your initial thoughts when looking at this board before we dive in team by team? 
Yeah, I mean, like you said, the Patriot League, it's very top heavy with Colgate being at the top. Obviously, what we're going to be, you know, more focused on is who's going to be fighting for those, you know, top two to like four or five spots because it's going to be a competitive, uh, you know, race for those type of spots. Obviously, I think Colgate's going to run away with it, but I'm excited to see Lehigh and like we mentioned, you know, pre-show Holy Cross, you know, they were fighting, they were in there, they're scrappy. So, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see who gets those, you know, next couple slots in this league. Yeah, that, that's Noah Beenix, uh, uh Holy Cross Crusaders. That was his team all year long that he kept riding. I know he's going to like that when he listens to this tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, you mentioned it. Uh, Colgate ran away with it last year, 17-1 in league play. But a lot of parity in this fucking league because you look at it, 2-2, two, two, uh, what would that be, 9? We're separated by four games. So Navy, Lehigh, Army, Boston, Lafayette, American, Loyola, Holy Cross, all – in between 11 and 7 wins. So a lot of games that came down to the wire. Bucknell was in the basement. Obviously, Holy Cross ran away with it before losing in the first round in the NCAA tournament. But let's get right into it, Nick. Uh, we're going to start off with AU in the nation's capital. The American Eagles coming off a 17-15 and 15 year last year, 7-11 and 11 in league play. New coach is in the building, Dwayne Simpkins. Uh, comes over from the George Mason Patriots. He was an assistant coach there. He's a D.C. guy at Bender Arena. Uh, they actually don't lose a lot for bringing in a new coaching staff. So Johnny O'Neill's out. Jackson uh, Natek Kanatak is out. They combined for about 16 points again. Uh, I, my favorite part of the show is when I get to butcher everybody's name. But incoming over from Loyola, Maryland, so – just across over there in Maryland, across the border, uh, the Beltway is Nick Marshall from Loyola, Maryland. Uh, and then they bring in a trio of freshmen, Gibral Gibralatar Coleman is a freshman from Flint Hill School, Greg Jones from Hayfield Secondary. That was one of our my rivals in high school. Matt Mayock is a freshman from Westtown School. Mentioned it kind of a uh, 500 team last year. They beat Georgetown on the money line. Hope everybody got in on that one. I know we gave that one out. I kind of think that they're going to be a little bit better or they're a little bit unknown because they bring back quite a bit, but it's a new coaching staff with Simpkins taking over for Brennan. What's your take on these uh, Eagles in 23-24, Nick? Yeah, like you said, I think it's a bit of an, some unknowns, but I mean, if we're going back to last year, this team shot the ball, you know, pretty well. They were, I think, like around 56% from the field uh, inside the arc. They were 35% free th uh, three-point shooting team, excuse me. So, like, they have some offense there. I think their defense is um, obviously what caused them to become a 500 team. They weren't able to stay in some of these games, letting up a lot of points. Um, they they really couldn't seal the ball very well either, so they weren't forcing a lot of turnovers, and they were causing some turnovers themselves. So, we'll see with these new guys coming in but like you said um you know they bring back some production so i think if they can keep uh the good things good and reduce some of the bad things that they were doing last year they'll i think they'll be a little bit improved i don't see like a huge jump for them but you know maybe they'll they'll get a bit of a bit above that 500 mark that they were last year oh, i think you're muted Muted. I can't fucking do anything right now. <laughs> all uh, good, all good. I was over here fucking popping, popping over, open a cold beer and making up names on the Patriot League because that's what we do <laughs> on the college experience. Uh, shout out to Rob in the chat. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, it's a hard handicap because Dwayne Simpkins is a is a DC guy. I mean, he, he was an assistant at Mason. He's he he worked his way up through the high school ranks. He played at Maryland. 
for the glory years under Gary Williams. So, you know, he's, he knows this area very well. I kind of think this is going to be a top half of the league team. Is that kind of the way that you're leaning with these Eagles headed into the year? Yeah, I think they're going to get away from the bottom. I think there'll be one of those teams that are fighting for like those, you know, four or five spot in this league. Um, Again, we'll see how these freshmen do. So, yeah, I I agree with you on that one. We are in agreement. All right, so let's go over to the next team in this beautiful – I love the Patriot League. And I'll tell you one team I like. And quick, quick background on me. My, My parents or my dad went to West Point. My grandfather went to West Point. My brother was in the army. You're wondering what the hell happened to me. I got, I ask that, that same question every day. But I love. I, I'm an army black knight. I love the black knights. Uh, and, and it's a new era. Um, they, new, new head man at the at the helm, Kevin Kuwick, in his first season. And army, you go back to the Zach Spiker era. Um, and and, and he, he was around 500. And then the guy that took over, I'm drawing a complete blank. I believe it was Allen. His last name is Allen. Kept that thing around 500. They have not been able to get over the hump. They're always in the middle of the league um, at the Chrysler Arena. Like I said, first year for the Kuwik era. And they they lose our guy, Jalen Rucker, who averaged 17 points a game. Ethan Roberts is out. Colton Benson's out. Uh, both double-digit scores. And another one, Chris Mann. So a lot of production out. They don't. They didn't bring anybody through uh, the portal because nobody wants to go into the army, I guess. But they they bring in some freshmen and Ryan Curry, um, Josh Scovins, and Kendall Haley. So, I guess kind of another mystery team. Looking at this, I mean, Kevin. I'm looking up Kevin Kluick's, uh resume. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember where he came from. I know he's a military guy himself. If I yeah, he came over from Notre Dame. So, I mean, he's used to the high standards in the Army. Um, I kind of feel like Army's going to be in the middle of the pack like they always are. Nick, what's your uh, breakdown of this Army Black Knight era? Yeah, I mean, I think the middle of the pack in this league would kind of be their peak. Like you mentioned, they lost a lot of production and didn't bring anybody in. So I'm scared to see uh, what this season's going to look like for them. I kind of have them more towards the bottom in this league. But, uh, you know, we we could be shocked. So, like you said, it's the first year, you know, coach, and it's a new, you know, they might might be up to the battle and we'll see how they go. But losing all that production is kind of scary for me. Yeah, especially a guy like Jalen Rucker. And, I mean, and Rob makes a good point. They they haven't had a winning season since Coach K. Uh, Dak Spiker in his time there, I pull it before he went over to Drexel, he was 102 and 122. So they, it's exactly what Army's been during this tenure after Coach K is a 500 program. Um, and I, I like Club Kluick. Sorry, I can't pronounce his last name. He, uh, he actually came over from Butler, so he's a Midwest guy. Jimmy Allen, that was the guy that, that was in between them. And, and pulling up what Jimmy Allen was, Jimmy Allen was 98 and 110, so a little bit under, 10 games under 500. So he was there seven years after being an assistant for Zach Spiker. If you had to put a ceiling on this team, would you say middle of the pack? Is, is that what you're leaning, you said? Yeah, like I think if they are above, I think they went 17 and 16 last year. I think if they are able to do that again, I think they would – be you know they, they won't be happy with it but i think like as a third party i think you'd be okay with going you know about 500 or a little over 500 um so yeah i think a, a bit over 500 would be their peak so i see them like besting you know fifth six in this league but i see them more towards the uh, the bottom 
Yeah, I think I agree with you. I'll probably be biased and put him in the middle because I'm an army guy. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So I mean, hey, there's not a lot. There's not a big margin of error in this league. So that's true. Uh, all right. Let, before we dive into our next team, I got to get us paid because we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Because Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog just introduce scorchers by simply going five for five um, and you can get a nice spicy payout and enjoy a 100 times payout what you put in in a limited time underdog is extending the first uh, deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars a hundred thousand dollars sundays continue on underdog fantasy 10 lucky players will win ten thousand dollars each uh i mean i'm trying to look ahead to the college football i kind of like central michigan tomorrow as a live dog at home so Get over there. Get it. You know everybody's going to be betting some action tomorrow, so chip, chip, let's go. Uh, watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little bit of cash on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you use that sign-up code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit bonus up to $500. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Well, like I said, we're brought to you by the MMA Gambling Podcast Contest. Uh, they just launched their new YouTube channel in honor of that. They're giving away a nice hoodie with the MMA Gambling Podcast logo to one lucky winner. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie to submit your entry today and make sure you are subscribed to the MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. All righty, we're back on the Patriot League edition of the College Basketball Experience. Next up, uh, you know, we got one of my favorite teams. I like this team right here, baby. I like all these teams. I, this is a good league. Boston, the Terriers coming in. Uh, they actually had a disappointing year last year, losing record. Joe Jones, who's always run a decent program there in his 13th season at Case Gym out of Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, they, they lose some production as well. Walter with 15 points a game, guy, six rebounds. Jonas Harper, uh, Fletcher. Tyen, uh, Ethan Britton Watts. That's a name right there. Um, so lose quite a bit of production, but they got into the portal and, and, and brought in some reinforcements. Ethan Akuasa transferred from Southern New Hampshire, right there locally. Ben Palakias transferred from Maryville, and the rest of it was freshmen. Kyron Alexander, Michael McNair, Matai Baptiste, Spencer Joyner. Um, like I said, man, I thought this team on the outside looking in was actually pretty unlucky, if I remember correctly. I thought they lost a lot of close games. Joe Jones, a proven coach there um, at Boston in his 13th season. Um, in his 13th season, his record there at Boston is uh, 196 and 169. He has not been able to get over the hump and get to the big dance. He's He's won the league regular season his first year there in 2013-14. He was finished second the COVID year. They got canceled, but they kind of spiraled a little bit. This happened. This has happened with a lot of these Northeast programs with the ridiculous COVID uh, rules that they had to deal with for that two-year stint. So, Nick, what is your take on these Boston Terriers sitting at 50-1 to to win the uh, Patriot League? Yeah, like you said, I think they did get some unlucky games uh, last season. I just looked really quick on Ken Palm. They had four uh, losses that were four points or less. So I think in a uh, league like this where it's a very close battle, like those four games would mean a lot for their standings. 
Um, and like you said, I think they outside looking in, they they looked a lot better uh, on paper than they were in uh, on the court. Like looking at their numbers, I mean, their adjusted efficiency on offense was 306 in the country. Their effective field goal percentage is 325th in the country. Like they just couldn't get their offense going and their defense wasn't doing them any justice either. Um, so I think actually getting uh, some new guys in um, might be good for them. Obviously, you don't want to lose your guys and lose, you know, you know, double digit scores in, in college basketball but it obviously wasn't you know working out how they wanted it last year so i think getting some new faces in there um might not be bad for this team you know i i everybody in the chat knows me i like to kind of be positive on pretty much every team in the country other than pit um so i i i'm gonna i'm gonna say middle of the pack you know i i, I I'm, I'm probably gonna say this for everybody but colgate rob makes a good point that program fell off the fucking face when they started wearing masks on the court that was one of the more ridiculous That's, things i've ever seen in my life uh that they is tests they, they covid test all these all these fucking players and then they gotta wear a mask on the floor like that's gonna do anything and they're all wearing it on their chin i'm like what are we doing right now? So yeah, that was the downfall of this program. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Could this be a sleeper in the league because of Joe Jones's uh, pedigree there? Or are you selling stock on this program going forward? Kind of feels like it's stale Uh, there now. Yeah. Compared to last year, I'd be more bullish on them. I think they will be better than they were last year. Um, in terms of like competing with Colgate to win, I don't think so, but I think they definitely have a chance to be in, you know, the top three spot in this league for sure. That's fair. I like that a lot. So, all right. So that's it on the Boston Terriers. Let's go over to the other B school in the Patriot league. And I'll tell you what, man, this program was disappointing last year. Nathan Davis out, John Griffin the third in, not Robert Griffin the third, John Griffin the third in in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. This is a proud program. They've won a lot of games at that Bucknell. They they show up, and um, I, I was not used to seeing them down last year. I kept I kept eating shit on them because they would get off to slow start, and I'd be like, all right, th- this is a proud program. They're going to find a way to claw back into this race, and they never did, and that's why they finished tenth out of tenth in the Patriot. I that's unacceptable, at Bucknell. You should never be tenth out of tenth. Um, so John Griffin, the third comes in for his first season, Xander, Xander Rice is out, uh, 15 points a game, Alex Timmerman, 11 points a game, Andre screen, 11 points a game, Jake Vander Hyden, uh, also out bringing in a couple transfer portal pieces and mercy Hurst with Pippa Aji Pip Aji. That is a name. If I've ever heard of one Quinn Berger coming over from St. Joe's in the a 10, Couple freshmen coming in from Bishop O'Connell, Patrick O'Brien, Brandon McCreese coming in as well. So new coach. So this, so we got similar to Army. We're handicapping a new coach, John Griffin the third coming in. I don't know. You got to think that they're gonna they're gonna bounce back a little bit in the positive um, way. But I mean, gr- looking at Griffin's track record, he was there when they kind of went on their run there and from 2015 to 2019 he went over to St. Joe's for a couple of years they built that up um and have put that thing in a position where they can make a jump at St. Joe's in year number 5 coming up I got to think that they're going to be a little bit better I don't think they're going to finish last again how about you Yeah I agree I don't think they'll be finishing last but I think they will be towards the bottom again I think it's just going to be a tough bounce back for them 
Um, but we'll see. Like you said, I think college basketball is so unknown, especially when you're bringing in new coaches and with the transfer portal with these guys, it's so unknown when you're bringing in, you know, a lot of new guys. So we'll see, but like you said, it's, they got as a program, they have to be a bit embarrassed that they went 10 out of 10 in this league. Like that's not what Bucknell's about. So I think they'll have a bounce back from last year for sure. And and, and quick side note to it. This is for all you Bucknell fans out there. This is the same John Griffin, the third that played at Bucknell from 2004 to 2018. So they hire one of their own, a guy that knows Bucknell um, to get this thing turned around. I I like the hire actually. I like when they hire one of their own, a guy that's paid his dues uh, on the recruiting trail. So I'm, I'm going to buy stock long-term, but I think we sell them early and I think they get better as the season goes along. Yeah, totally agree with that. I got a feeling we're going to agree on the next one, too, because we got got the Colgate uh, Raiders. And if you're watching on YouTube.com, such a college experience, no, it's not a typo. They're minus 250 to win the league. So insane. Minus 250. Um, Matt Langle in his 13th season, they keep on plugging. I mean, they finished 26-9, and 17-1. and That puts them over the last couple years in the Patriot League. Uh, 17 and one last year, 16 and two the year before, 11 and one the year before that, 14 and four, 13 and five, 12 and six. So, quite a five year run this program has been on. They have turned into the Vermont and Gonzaga of this league, where you're just going to chalk them in at minus 250. Um, and, and, and you're going to win. I mean, he's done an unbelievable job with this program, uh, building it up over the years after being at Penn and Temple. They, they really don't lose that much. I, I know Tucker Richardson and Oliver Lynch Daniels were key contributors and they averaged 25 points a game between the two of them. But compared to, I mean, losing Nellie Cummings to Pitt last year, I mean, they lost, they lost more pieces last year and they bring back multiple starters uh, from that 26 win team. And that contributed on the other teams that were really good in previous years. And they bring in some other good pieces too. Kyle Car Carlismo from Eastern Illinois, E-I-E-I-O. And then they're, they're going to reload with this freshman class of Jalen Cox, uh, Parker Jones, Cooper Wright, Sam Wright, Julian Scott. I mean, I, I, I don't think we have to overthink this one, my man. They're the clear-cut favorite to win this league for a sixth straight year. Right. I mean, they're a lock. And like you said, they lost more last year and they went 17 and one in conference and had a 26 win season. I mean, it's going to be uh, a shock, a real shocker if they don't finish top of this league. I, I don't know if they'll go 17 and one again. That's like pretty hard to do, but I wouldn't be shocked either if, if that's what their conference record was. I I, com- I completely agree. Uh, so how do we bet this? Because we're not going to bet minus 250. Uh, that's that's, no, that's boring. insane. That's not what this show do- does. So if you had to give out, so the instant thing, I think we get, we need to parlay this in with another big favorite. What do you think yeah. of a Colgate Vermont parlay at Vermont and the America East? I mean, death taxes, they always win that fucking league. Uh, they yeah. even started like eight or four and six last year and still were able to win that league. So if anybody could punch in, in the chat, a Colgate and Vermont parlay to win their leagues, I, I think that thing should pay around, Minus one ten, plus one hundred. I I'll take an even yeah, bet on that. I mean, they're both going to yeah. win the league. Yeah, I agree. If we're getting anywhere near minus one ten, it's a lock. Yeah, and, and or and then if it's still 
And if it's still upwards, like say it's still minus 150, throw fucking Gonzaga in there because Gonzaga is going to win their league. So if you yeah. need to, if you need to throw Gonzaga in there, we'll preview the WCC um, later on. But yeah, no, I mean this is a lock. So yeah. uh, is could this be the year they win the NCAA tournament? That that's what they're waiting on. They keep they keep petering out in the first round. I know they are Colgate, but I mean, who they they, they took Arkansas to the brink a couple years ago. They almost beat Wisconsin two years ago. And then Texas was an absolutely brutal draw. That was bullshit on the committee's uh, part. So could yeah. this be the year with all these returners? Uh, I'll be the boring guy and say probably not. <laughs> but I would love to see them make a run. Like I think if they could, I think for them getting to the second weekend is not like an obscene thing to say. Like this is a stacked roster. I think Rob said it too. Like this is the best roster that they've had uh, in the last couple of years, which is. Like he said, it's that's like saying something because they just went 17 to one. They've won the league for what the last, you know, a handful of years. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. So I, I think for the, if they get a, a good draw and don't get, you know, like a, a Duke or, you know, um, a big, big 12 team or something in the draw in the first weekend, like they can for sure make it to the Sweet 16. I'm looking at their non con because I, I think that they need, they need to take care of business in the non con mm-hmm. because. They, they need to find a way to get off that 15 seed line. They've been a 15 or 14. Maybe they can get up to a third team where they can get a more favorable draw. Uh, exactly. By games at Syracuse, I, I'll be honest, I think they could beat Syracuse, especially yeah, that's, in uh, year one after Bayheim. For sure. I think that's not a crazy thing to say. Arizona, Illinois, those are going to be hard games to get. But, oh, yes, Saturday, December 9th, Nick, we have – There you go, okay. yeah. Colgate going to Vermont. Mark your calendars. Game there of the day. Go. I don't care how many high major top 25 games there are. Colgate, the Raiders, and the Vermont uh, guys up there. They're going to link up, and that's going to be great. So, um, all right, man. Well, we're, we're both in agreement. They're going to win the fucking league. So, yeah, 100%. Uh, Trevor says you can't find it uh, for a parlay. Those bastards. The books, the books know that that's a winner. That's why they're not letting us bet it. So, um yep. Real quick, before we dive into the next team, I got to talk about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, props, game lines, research, every NFL, NBA, and soccer bets with historical data and stats. And you know what they got? They got a revolutionary parlay optimizer tool where you can break down each and every leg so you know which leg has the best value and has the best hit rate. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching Hall of Fame bets to craft a more intelligent, data-driven parlay. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use that code SGPN that I keep talking about to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All righty. We're back on the college basketball experience, and we're going to move along to one of our darlings, Holy cross, baby. Let's go. Let's talk a little Crusader basketball. Uh, this was a darling. They were a dog in plenty of games. And you see the 7-11 and 11 mark in the uh, Patriot League play. So that tells you that they hit on plenty of money line dogs uh, midway through uh, February, I think it was. New coach, though, Dave Paulson comes in. And Dave Paulson, if you remember, was the guy that got Bucknell going. So speaking of Bucknell, Dave Paulson was the one that got that program going in the mid 2010s to 2020 era. Uh, He's comes over. He was at George Mason for a brief stint 
And I kind of think that he's going to be a really good fit there in Worcester, uh, Massachusetts. They lose Gerald Gates, 16 points a game, and Nolan Dorsey. They're going to bring in a bunch of freshmen here. Joe Nugent, Khalil Singleton, DeAndre Williams, D-Clan, Ryan, A.J. Willis. Um, so my, my, my first thought is I, I'm back in this coach. I've seen him have success in this league at Bucknell. I don't think the coaching is as good in this league. So uh, lo looking at what Paulson did at the beginning of his Bucknell tenure, though, he struggled. He was 8-23 and 23 his first year. Kind of took two to three years to get it really going where he was able to, like I said, get to the tournament two out of three years. Um, so I think kind of like Bucknell, I want to I want to back this team really in league play when they get better and better um, under, under Paulson. So, but this league is so weak compared to what it used to be. I kind of think that they could work their way into the top half. What do I've, you think, Nick? Complete yeah, completely agree. I think they will be in the top half by the end. I think, like you said, give them time throughout, you know, the non-con, and once they get into conference play and start ramping up, I for sure think this is going to be uh, top four. I would say in this league, I think they're going to be they're going to be good. Oh, that's our that's that that's our darlings, baby, the Holy Cross Crusaders. Uh, do you yep. think they could get all the way up to maybe three, or I mean two? Uh, it would be hard. I think. What I have, we'll get to him in a second. I think Lehigh is probably going to be that number two spot. Um, but again, like if you turn in this league, I feel like we've talked about it a couple of times, like with these these games being like a, a possession or two like losses. Like if you can flip those games to wins, like that's the difference in between getting like fifth and second in this league, I think. So I think it's possible. I think they have a fighting chance, um, but I see him probably under Lehigh. But again, it's possible. It's for sure possible. Oh, uh, you just got Noah Beanick fucking happy to bet on Holy Cross once again. So Hell let's yeah. go. Let's go, Crusaders. Uh, next up, we got the Leopards of Lafayette. They were bad last year, um, to say the least. 11 and yeah. 23. They did, were able to get to 7 and 11 in league play. Another new coach in this league, Mike McGarvey, in his first year at the Kirby Sports Center. He loses a lot. They, they lose three double figure scores in Leo O'Boyle, CJ Fulton, uh, Josh Rivera. And Ryan Zambi, who was a four points a game guy. Limited portal additions with Luca Savicic, transfer from Eastern Michigan. And then they bring in a bunch of freshmen with Mark Butler, Josh Witch, uh, Luke Rasmussen, Mike Bednostin. So seems like they're going young and they're going to go with the long term plan here for the Leopards. Um, this program hasn't good, been good in quite a bit. I kind of want to fade this team. This, this seems like a rebuilding job for McGarvey in year number one. Yeah, I I think you're right. I think it's going to be a, a process for these guys. So you got a bunch of young guys in there. We'll see how they develop, and it's going to be sort of like a test year for them. I think they'll be able to get some wins, and I don't I don't see them being you know tenth, but um, probably in that area for sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And M McGarvey was the interim last year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. Yeah, he, he took over. He's a he, he was a Division II guy before that. He started at Colgate, so he's been well, – he started his coaching career with Colgate, so he knows the winning winning culture. But, like, Colgate – it took Colgate a minute to get that thing going um, under Langle. I, I think he's going to take the long-term plan 
and try and get this thing to a player in three years with this uh, freshman group. And I, and I like to say this too, Nick, um, whenever I see a bunch of freshmen on a team, I kind of like that team in February because I think they're going to get basically their ass kicked in, in November and December. So I think, I think getting them at inflated numbers as dogs in February when everybody's more familiar with the one another is a place where we could actually bet this team. Yeah. I think in overall in college basketball, I think a lot of people factor in like freshmen and having young guys as being like more of a negative thing for me, at least in like, you know, power conferences, I don't think any of that matters. I think, like I think maybe like having a guy that's a senior and you know a vet that's been around is good for maybe like locker room morale type of type of things. But in terms of like skill on the court, like if you're a freshman and you're just better than the guys across from you, like none of that really matters to me. So I agree with you. I think they'll probably get beat up a bit in the beginning of the season, but they're gonna you know they're gonna be decent in February, so we can get them at a big number. I don't see why they won't cover it. Yeah, I like that angle a lot. Uh, I'll tell you another team I like and. I know you probably don't like this team. You probably still see nightmares of C.J. McCollum beating the Dukies in 2012. Brett Reed is in his 17th season. The same Brett Reed that uh, led that upset for these Mountain Hawks over the Dukies. This, this has been a good program. Uh, like I said, in his 17th season in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Colgate's kind of just taking their thunder, though, these last couple of years. This used to be the standard program in this league. Evan Taylor's gone, 14 points a game. Reed Fenton is gone at four points a game. Jacob Alamundun is uh, four points a game. They're going the freshman route too, and that's kind of what they've always done. They're not a big portal team, kind of like a lot of these teams in this league. It's more the old school college basketball, get freshmen in, build them up, uh, get get experience and groom them so that they can contribute to your program junior and senior years. So freshmen that are coming in this year, Whitlock is a freshman, Joshua Ingram, Cam Gillis, and Jake Pike. You've already kind of teased this one where you think this could be the biggest contender to Colgate. I kind of uh, agree with you. I, I mean, Reed is one of the longest tenured coaches in uh, in the country, uh, being a 17th season. He's been there, done that. It's hard to bet against this guy. I mean, you just look at what he's done. He, Outside of the COVID year, you take out the COVID year, he has finished between second and fourth every year for the last decade. So – I, you you, you got to put them in your top three just based off of culture and tradition. A hundred percent. And Rob pointed out to Keith Huggins or Keith Higgins, whatever his name is. He, he was a bucket last year. He, I think he shot like 42% from the field. He's a volume three point shooter. I think he was hitting maybe like 30, 30 ish percent. So, I mean, that kid is a bucket. I mean, if you're putting up, you know, 15, 16 points a game in, in this conference, like you're going to be, you know, one of the, one of the star players, especially on Lehigh, which like you said, is a well-coached team and they finished top four for, you know, the last, what do you say? Seven years or so. Like, I mean, yeah. This guy's in his 17th season for a reason, right? Like he knows what he's doing and he's this team has been at the top of this conference. So, yeah, I think this is would this would be if I could bet him to finish second in this uh, conference, that's exactly <laughs> what I would do. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this team is going to be they're going to be good. They just have to get over that hump and somehow top Colgate to to get to the tournament. Yeah, you're looking at it. You're it, it's going to be hard for this not to go Colgate Lehigh 1 2 um exact this so i I mean injuries do happen in college basketball but just on the outside looking and these are by far the two best teams um 
Rob says that they play North Carolina week three, so that's a you know, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, Nick will be fucking betting the fucking take the uh, Mountain Hawks on the money line, baby. You know, and you can and you can troll the Carolina fans like they trolled you back in 2012. <laughs> oh yeah, agreed. Listen, I don't. We're not talking ACC, but Duke is Duke is on the up and up. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, there'll be plenty of time to talk that filthy ACC. You know how I feel about that. <laughs> hey, softy, I softy league. I agree with you. That league is not that good. So. <laughs> Duke's good though. I do agree with you there. So, um, and they got Cooper flag today, so they're going to be good for quite a while after this too. So, you oh, and NC wait. Nick, I, I can't ahead. wait for the UConn fans. I just can't <laughs> wait. Yeah, oh, I love college basketball. So glad it's fucking back. Uh, you know who might not be glad it's back is Loyola Maryland. So they finished thirteen and twenty-seven and eleven. Tavares Hardy's already in his sixth season. He was a former. Assistant coach at Georgia Tech. Also Georgetown. I can't believe he's already in his sixth year, man. I feel like he just got there. Tavares Hardy in his sixth season. I'm pulling up. Yeah, he is in his sixth season. Wow. Uh, 59 and 85 um, in his first five years, 33 and 54. Hasn't finished above six so far in the league. Looking at what they lost and what they got coming in. They lost Kenny Jones, 12 points a game. Jalen Andrews as well, 11 points a game. So lose a couple pieces there. Incoming over from Old Dominion. This is a good little get. D'Angelo Steins transfer. But then, kind of like everybody else, transfer or uh, freshman route. Troy Cicero, uh, Jordan Stemke, Steinke, Matt Gray. So trio of freshmen here. I mean, they they haven't. I remember the Jimmy Patso's days, man, where they were in the NCAA tournament. They were pushing teams in the first round. I forget who they were playing. I, th- I feel like it was a Big Ten team because all the Big Ten teams always choke in fucking March. Um, middle of the pack, maybe, maybe the back half. I don't know. <laughs> I'm yeah, be, am I am I doing the glass half full on everybody again? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I. Th- I think they could peak middle of the pack. So I think they'll be fighting for like a sixth, fifth, maybe seventh spot. So, I mean, I, I could see them being middle of the pack, but I, I don't see them getting anything above sixth, maybe. What's the ceiling? Fifth? <laughs> Fourth? Fifth, yeah. Yeah, fifth. I, I think I think, uh, I think it's going to be really hard to get. Obviously, one, two locked up, like we said. Like it's Colgate Lehigh, and I think American and Holy Cross are going to be battling for third, fourth. So I think it's going to be pretty hard to top those four teams to get into those spots. Yeah. So Rob, Rob makes a good point. They they did almost beat uh, DePaul. <laughs> that that would have been such a DePaul loss if they had lost that game. I I remember that DePaul. game. Tony Stubblefield. Uh, that game was seventy two sixty six, and they got drilled by Penn State. They have plenty of opportunities on these bye games early. They open up with the Gators, and yeah, I, their 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 non-con is a little bit softer, but I, I'm middle of the pack. I'm I'll be optimistic. Year six, you got to be at least middle of the pack in year six, right? I would hope so. Otherwise, I don't see how many more years he's gonna get. So yeah. All right, let's go to the final team in this great Patriot League, USA, baby. Uh, another academy. That's why I like this league. The Naval Academy, and you know Navy. Navy had a good team last year, eighteen and thirteen. Ed DeCellis has already in his thirteenth season. He's been a great uh, fit there. I mean, 
I'll never forget when he left Penn State uh, to come over to Navy because it was a better job at the time. <laughs> they had just made the NCAA tournament, comes over to Navy, rebuilds the Navy. Um, they, I mean, they they won the league a couple – or tied for tied for first a couple years ago in the South Division when they had divisions. But other than that, they've been right at the top, top three, top four. I mean, this has been a consistent program for, 14, or for four or five years. Uh, they, they do lose quite a bit. And Daniel Devers out, 14 points a game. Tyler Nelson, 12 points a game. Sean Yoder, 11 points a game. Patrick Dorsey, another key contributor, 7 points a game. No portal like the Army. Uh, all freshmen. And here we go. Cameron Coles coming over. Rice Whitaker. Jin Woo Kim. Yeah, baby. Niles Howard. Jordan Pennick. Carnegie Johnson. Uh, DeChellis will not let them suck. I that that I can guarantee. DeChellis, I mean, I feel like I, I feel like a broken record on all these previews for everybody listening. That I just trust in the coaching and, and the culture with some of these programs versus the, some of these programs and program programs that don't have any culture and they're just kind of a trying to catch lightning in a bottle and maybe they make a run one year but then they suck the next year because they have no good culture and don't have a good coach. I, I mean, Navy will be top five for me. Yeah, I think you're right in terms of especially like the service academies. Like culture is for sure big for them. Um, and this team had a – like you said, they had a really good season last year, and uh, they had some really good wins. I mean, they beat Princeton. They beat Youngstown State, Towson. Like they beat some pretty good teams that were scrappy throughout the year that were definitely – probably better than them uh, at least on paper so i think if they can do that again in the non-con and then just you know win the games they're supposed to in conference play like they'll for sure be i think they'll be top half yeah oh i forgot to put that up uh, they're 15 to 1 to win the league um i forgot to tell you pre-show so we go 1 to 10 on on ranking these teams i'll give you a mm -hmm. second if you haven't already ranked them um yeah um, give me like 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we'll do We'll go one by one in the okay, 10 okay. hole. We'll go reverse order in the 10 hole. I got, uh, there's a lot of candidates. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go in the 10 spot. Let's go Lafayette. I kind of mentioned it. I, I, I did not like this Lafayette team. So I'll go Lafayette in the 10 hole. New coach. Yeah, they are definitely candid. I think Rob said it too. They have that seven-footer and Justin uh, Bond, I think is his last name. He might be able to single-handedly get them a couple wins. Um, shit, I don't know. I think I respect the truth. I think I'm going to put Army in 10th. Oh, hater. Hater on the Army. <laughs> Not a hater. Not a hater. <laughs> uh, I mean, they, they have struggled. In, in the nine-hole – I said they were middle of the pack. I'm going. I'm going. Loyola Maryland. They suck. <laughs> Loyola mm -hmm. Maryland in the nine hole for me. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you there. I think they they got to change up something because something hasn't been working these last couple of years. So I, I'm going to put them at ninth. And, and Rob said, "Don't hate on the leopards." You know, last place is probably going to finish with seven wins because everybody's going to be other than Colgate between nine or nine and nine and seven and eleven in this league. So. In the eight hole, mm -hmm. let's go Bucknell because it's your number that, one. That's exactly what I was going to say as well. All right, so we're seeing eye to eye. In the seventh spot, 
Joe Jones is Boston Terriers. I think I'm going to put Lafayette at seventh. Okay, there we go. Uh, in the sixth hole, I'll go American the Eagles. Wow, Just okay. because of the new, new coach. Interested to see how that meshes. I think I'm going to throw Navy in this spot. Navy. Yeah. I, I hear the shocker surprise Army. Army's fifth. They're, they're always in the middle of the pack in this damn league. So right there, square in the middle, nine and nine for the Black Knights again. There you go. I think I'm. we're on number five. I'll put Boston at number five. Boston number five for Nick. Uh, I got the Navy midshipmen at number four. Death taxes to Chellis in the top four. Let's go. In the Navy. I'm going to ride with Noah. I'm going to put Holy Cross at four here. Oh, no, Phoenix. I think they're going to be good. <laughs> I like it. Uh, three. Give me a Holy Cross, Dave Paulson. I, I, I guess I, this one's for Noah Beenick. Shout out to Noah Beenick. Noah Beenick's at uh, the Lions game tonight, so he's already okay. freaking 24 beers in in his Stormin' LeBaron vehicle. He's whatever he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think he is. Maybe he's got a little bit of roadhead. Who knows what Noah Beenick's <laughs> doing. So in that LeBaron of his filthy LeBaron, Noah Beenick. <laughs> uh, awesome. All right, sorry, I digress. Back to the Patriot League. Uh, number three for you, Jared Goff gonna, on the damn screen. I'm going to speak of the lines. They're America's team right now. I'm going to put American at number three. Okay. I like I think it. They'll be good. I think they'll be pretty good. All right. And I think we're both agreeing two to one Lehigh yeah. and Colgate. Yep. And, and so you, so you were able to uh, cook up that parlay. Yeah. So I found uh Vermont on fan duel at minus one thirty five, and then just, you know, threw it into a, Parlay calculator minus one thirty five and minus two fifty gives plus one forty three or one forty four. So we're plus money with uh, Colgate and and Vermont. I, I I'm that's gonna, good. Man, let's go. They're, they're both winning. That those are fucking locks. That, and, we and we thought it was going to be way worse odds too. That's yeah, that's plus like money. minus one twenty or something. So yeah, I mean, yeah. fucking Colgate's minus two fifty. Yeah, I know the the number on Vermont was like a little bit shocking. I was surprised it was so low at minus one thirty five, but we'll take it. Well, anybody that wants to bet against Nick or I that Vermont's going to win the America East for about the freaking sixtieth straight year, I think the last time they didn't win the America East, uh, Kennedy was president. I mean they they've won that damn league so so many years in a row. They they're going to win that league again, and so is Colgate. So you heard it plus one forty three parlay uh, with the with the Vermont and Colgate. So, all right, Nick, uh, who wins? Who wins the dance? It, it could is there going to be an upset, or are you going to lay the chalk with Colgate? And, and will and will the odds to win the tournament be minus five hundred going into the dance? <laughs> yeah, it's probably going to be way worse than it is now because, like you said earlier, like injuries happen, stuff happens. You never know like what's going to happen with some of these kids. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's super hard not to say Colgate's going to win it. I would love to see a team like Holy Cross or American step up into class and, and take them down. Um, but it's just too hard to, to take Colgate. So if I had to, if we take out number one and two, I'll go with, uh, I'll go with Holy Cross. Cause I think we'll get a better number with them, um, than American. So I'll, I'll go with Holy Cross as a sleeper, but yeah, Colgate's the, the chalk play here. 
So we so we both agree. Holy Cross is our sleeper team. Yeah, I think they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be pretty good. If you had to pick a team that would be a bust, who would it be? I don't know if there really is one because there's nobody. Yeah, it's really hard. Has to <laughs> yeah, it's so close, and no one is like, "Oh, Bucknell, they could do it." Um, but yeah, like it. I guess I see a higher ceiling for. I, I know I put Army at tenth, and I think we both put Loyola Maryland at nine. Um, so I don't know. I see a higher ceiling for someone like Army and and Navy, who I put lower too. So I'll just say Loyola Maryland. I think they're probably like a shoe in to be in a bottom two or three spot. So if if I had to pick someone to be the worst of the worst, it'll it'll be Loyola Maryland. Yeah, I, I guess that would be. I, I guess if you finish last year, boss. So I, I agree with you. <laughs> right. Um, all right, man. Well, that that does it. We both have the Raiders dancing. Hopefully, they can get in. And win the get, get in and uh, actually win a tournament game, get a good draw here. We're back here shortly to dive into the Summit League. I know everybody loves the Summit League. No more at Max A. Smith. He betrayed us and went to those freaking ferries down there in Austin. So we'll, we'll dive into Bob Roberts. We'll dive into the Dakotas. Uh, love the Summit. They play the play the conference championship at the Pentagon. Guys, we're one week out. We are one fucking week away from November six, which means. Sunday night, we're previewing every single game. All 191 games that are on the dock for that Monday, November 6th game. Lines will drop sometime on Sunday afternoon, I believe, maybe Sunday morning. I know there's a couple high-profile games out. I think Oregon um, and Georgia's out and K-State and USC's out. So check your books. I, I think they'll start trickling some of these lines out. And, and yeah, man, we're here. Uh, we, we got plenty of previews. I know Noah put out the tweet uh, with the schedule this week. We got, I think, nine conference previews left this was one of one of nine or one of ten so uh yeah can't wait can't wait for the season man so uh nick you want to plug anything before we get out of here i know you'll be on the b side over on the summit league yeah no just uh make sure you guys tune into sgpn shows all the shows ryan just mentioned make sure you check out our picks page we pick every single game every single day there's like 10 of us that bet everyone over here is Psycho. labbing yeah we're you know you will we'll watch mississippi valley state and we'll have advanced stats for you so just oh, yeah. just know that but no yeah we're we're a week away i'm super excited i can't wait for that monday slate uh i'm gonna be up at 11 a.m watching uh iupu play and i will have a bet on that game so yeah well, that that that's a standard rule. You have to bet the standalone games. That was a rule I made yes. last year, where I was like, "Colby, this has to be a lock." That's the rule. If there's a ten, if we're gonna if we're gonna push more standalone afternoon games, it has to be a lock, and you have to yeah. bet it because that's the only way that they're gonna continue with the good ratings that they'll receive. Elon versus Green Bay. When that's a standalone game on December the tenth and and not and it's a Tuesday afternoon. Everybody's like, why are you watching that? I'd be like, it's a standalone game, baby. So yep. we got it all. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pick each and every game this entire year. And obviously we we won last year. There was plenty there's plenty of proof. There's a lot of transparency. It's on our website, the picks page, like Nick said. So get over there, make your make sure you're subscribed. Subscribe to the college football experience too. Colby's over there right now. Comes over to basketball and the triple header tonight. Um I think that's it, man. I'll see you in the yep. summit, everybody. And uh, we are out of here.